From the Whiskey Tangent Studios in Marlton, New Jersey, this is Whiskey Tangent News. Hey everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast here with another whiskey news episode. And we have special guests on this one. A couple of people they've heard many times on the podcast. Of course, the mayor, Siobhan. Hello, everyone. And everybody's favorite whiskey pixie, (gasps) Sue. Hello. I'm here, too. And Scott's here. Hey, Scott. As always. I mean, I always introduce Scott. I'm always here. It's literally my apartment. In case he wants to use it because he's needy. Hey, it's a Whiskey Tangent <laughs> Podcast. I'm Ed. I'm Scott. <laughs> I'm needy. <laughs> All right. And what is this? The news episode. Yeah, this is to. news. This yeah. is the combo news. The special March-April hybrid news, which we've never done before. It's groundbreaking. Oh, groundbreaking yes. podcasting. I did print you out something. Do you have more under there? Oh, or let no? me see. Hmm. No? No. Oh, hold on. I got to print something for you. Oh, shit. Mm. 2,000 years later. Today on the news, we're going to have three categories. Of course, always industry news. We have some sports news revolving whiskey. Mm. And then the ever cumbersome legal news. New whiskeys you can buy this month. And of course, what's coming up in the next six weeks. Yeah. And we yeah. won't have another one until May 15th or something. Exactly. I mean, you'll be newsless for like a month and a half. So well, they already please were. Please pay attention. Right. So it is April 2023. And here's all the news that's fit to drink. In industry news, from Whiskey Advocate, MGP's strategic five-year plan is showing success. As we've discussed on this podcast, if you're a whiskey lover, you've definitely tried some MGP whiskeys, whether you knew it or not, because the Indiana distillery has fueled the modern American whiskey boom by supplying to distillers like High West, Whistlepig, Angel's Envy, Bullet, and many, many others. But as the whiskey boom moved beyond its initial explosion, craft distillers started using their own coming-of-age whiskey, and competitors like Bardstown Bourbon Company began to eat into MGP's business model. So in 2018, they began cutting the minimum order requirements and adding new services like customized barrel entry-proof and the use of NGP's rickhouses. They also launched their own brands like Rossville Union, Eight and Sand, and several George Remus whiskeys, one of which made it to our Whiskey Madness finals. But the centerpiece of their revamp was the $475 million acquisition of Luxco in 2021, along with their brands Rebel, Minor Case, Yellowstone, Old Ezra, and Blood Oath. And it looks like it's all starting to pay off, with 2022 sales increasing 25% to $782.4 million, which included their branded spirits that collectively saw sales rise 30% to $237.9 million, with the higher end of their portfolio rising a whopping 56%. Was that for the quarter for the year? For the year. Okay, wow. so for 2022, they did it. All right, that correct. Right. Yeah, I thought so for the quarter. For me, I was like, wow, that's a ridiculous quarter. Oh right? yeah. yeah, great year. And they, I mean, fifty percent for their brands and twenty five percent overall for a company that already was doing a lot. Yeah. That'd be like if Ford sold 25% more cars next year. That's pretty <laughs> exactly. good. So the next story is from Vinepair. Pernod Ricard acquires Screwball. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Late last month, Spirits conglomerate Pernod Ricard announced that it acquired a majority stake in the flavored whiskey brand Screwball, citing the growing customer interest in flavored whiskey as motivation for the purchase. Indeed, as we highlighted in episode 59, flavored whiskeys are seeing a surge in recent years, with some estimating that the subcategory accounts for 25% of all whiskey sales worldwide. Hmm. Founded in 2018 by Stephen and Brittany Yang, as we discussed in a whiskey short way back in season four, and Siobhan was there for that one, Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey has since distinguished itself as one of the most significant brands in the flavored whiskey category and was named one of the fastest growing companies by Forbes magazine. Mm. The acquisition price was not disclosed by either company. I mean, what do you think that would be? One dollar. A dollar twenty-five. 
I bid a dollar twenty six. It's a one whiskey company, so like what? I know, what, right? Fifty million, maybe. I mean, that's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. Well, all right. So Luxro was bought for four hundred seventy million right. for all their brands, yeah. including Blood Oath and the Old sure. Ezra. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Fifty. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll That's at the there. high end, though. We'll live there. I, agree. I mean, we don't know what facilities it is. It's like the buildings, Rickhouse Distillery. I don't know what anything like that. So the next story we have is uh, four craft distilleries reveal expansion and renovation plans. Hmm. So we have four mini stories. First one is from the Whiskey Wash. This is New Riff. New Riff Distilling has started a $3 million renovation at their Newport, Kentucky distillery, including the first floor gift shop space and the third floor event space, which will pave the way for a new home for the aquifer, the distillery's tasting and cocktail bar. Hmm. From WDRB in Louisville, Heaven's Door, ah. a 144-year-old church in Louisville's New Lou District will soon be home to a bourbon tasting room, art museum, and live music venue called The Last Refuge. For, and no God. <laughs> and no God. For music legend Bob Dylan's Heaven's Door Spirits, complete with a whiskey bar and restaurant, two-story art gallery, and event space. From Fox 17 Nashville, Uncle Nearest. I had an Uncle Nearest. <laughs> he was too close. <laughs> <laughs> the nearest green distillery in Shelbyville, Uncle Tennessee. <laughs> Uncle Learist. <laughs> Opened a state-of-the-art entertainment venue, restaurant, including a bar, longer than two Boeing 747 oh, airplanes. Oh, that's what they all say. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the live music vendor has an indoor and outdoor stage and can host more than 15,000 guests. And the bar, measuring 518 feet, wraps around the venue's indoor stage and houses 17 stations, featuring cocktails made from Uncle Nearest premium whiskey. That's amazing. Yeah. And the last one is from Inside Hook, Blue Run. So possibly the coolest project, Blue Run Spirits, just announced an ambitious $50 million whiskey distillery and headquarters in Georgetown, Kentucky, designed by the Copenhagen-based architectural firm B.I.G. He's not notorious. (laughs) (laughs) Who the heck is this? Page of me at 546 in the morning. (laughs) Crack of dawn and now I'm yawning. Who designed Google's headquarters as well as the Lego Museum? Early digital renderings showcase a 35,000 square foot distillery wow. and a 20,000 square foot rickhouse dubbed Meander, which is meant to evoke the journey of the limestone rich water of the Royal Spring in Georgetown as it winds its way through the distilling, aging, and blending process. And I want to show you the picture of this oh my because God. it's absolutely astonishing. Oh my God. Look That's at this. Gorgeous. Oh, we'll, we'll make sure we put that in the uh, Instagram. We will. That's almost impressive as Lego Ed. Lego, <laughs> Lego Ed. Ed. <laughs> Set a Guinness Book of Workers for number of Legos for one person statue. <laughs> 12,572. <laughs> okay, so in sporting news, uh, from Yahoo News, Steph Curry is making his own bourbon. Oh, sure. Why not? Everybody does. Yeah, the NBA already has its fair share of superstar player booze brands, including tequilas from both LeBron James and Michael Jordan, plus specialty wines from several others. But now it looks like Stephen Curry is about to enter a whiskey into the fray. On March 16th, a picture of whiskey label posted on the Instagram account, Coming Whiskey for Gentleman's Cut Game Changer Bourbon. It's likely a product of Boone County Distilling Company. The whiskey is said to be aged for five years, bottled at 85 proof, and sporting a mash bill of 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% malted barley. It's not known when the whiskey will be released, but with the Warriors' chances of making the playoffs this year looking good, maybe we'll see a couple bottles being sprayed in the locker room instead of champagne. First of all, that would burn your eyes. Second of all, yes. whenever it comes out, I can anticipate it being slightly overpriced because of his name. Mm. Mm. And by slightly, you mean very. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
So the next story we have from the Whiskey Raiders, paralyzed former college football player unveils new whiskey brand. This is actually courtesy of Siobhan, who turned me on to this one. Eric Legrand, the former Rutgers University football player who was paralyzed from the neck down while making a tackle during a game in 2010, has launched a whiskey brand with a new two-year-old 88-proof Kentucky Straight bourbon named after himself. Said Legrand about his whiskey, I wanted to create a brand that represents me, and I feel like whiskey is the perfect thing. It takes patience, it's something that's tough and strong, and something that you celebrate life to. A lot of times, people see someone in a wheelchair with a disability, and they think that they can't enjoy alcohol and other things, and I wanted to end that stigma. Available now in Kentucky, New York, and New Jersey, Eric Legrand Whiskey will donate a portion of every case sold to the Christopher and Dana Reeves Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to curing spinal cord injury. Very nice. Ed, do you remember Eric Legrand? The injury and all that? I do remember it. Anytime that happens, I mean, being a football coach for over a decade and, yeah. um, and even a little college, you know, like we had the uh, player who actually had cardiac arrest this year in the NFL. It was a big yeah. deal. It's freaky things. Things happen. It's a very fast-moving, violent sport. You can only protect so much. But it seems like he's coming to a good place and he's doing something productive. I'm, I'm really happy for him. And he's in New Jersey. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> the third story is from WOTC 11 in Atlanta. Conor McGregor does something nice for a change. April mm. Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. No, this is actually, he did. He did he, okay. Yeah. Former MMA fighter and Proper 12 brand ambassador Conor McGregor, after paying a visit to Savannah, Georgia's St. Patrick's Day Parade last month, has donated $100,000 to the city's fire department. McGregor's team initially reached out in January and even stopped by to have breakfast with the first responders before the parade. Said Chief Elsie Kitchen, you know, we have received donations, but none of them from an individual in that amount. When we saw the number, we were like, are they serious? Well, they were. The chief indicated that the money will go toward helping buy gear that protects firefighters from carcinogen exposure as well as for programs aiming to hire more women. Ladies, would you like to fight fires? Not me particularly. In Savannah, Georgia? But if anybody else wants to, please. (laughs) They have openings for you. Yes. So in financial news, Ed has a story. Right, so there's a rare 36-year-old Redemption bourbon that we believe was sourced from MGP that was left over from when Seagram's ran that yeah. distillery. And it's one of the oldest bourbons in America. And it went up for auction. I believe it was barreled in 78, yeah. bottled in 2010, and they've been waiting to do something with it. Yeah. There's only 18 bottles, so they put it up for auction. The folks' sale was on American Whiskey, which highlighted very distilleries, and brands included Pappy Van Winkle, Willet, Michter's, Double Eagle Very Rare, and Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. And the showpiece of this particular particular auction was an $18,000 bid for the 36-year-old Redemption. Mm. From the beginning to end, this elder statement is a pure revelation for true bourbon lovers. It begins with aromas of leather, grilled meat, cherry wood, cigar boxes. Grilled meats is very Grilled strange. meat. Yeah, that's on, a weird one. <laughs> on the palate, you find dried orange and cinnamon mingling with the sweet smoke. It cascades into a medium-length finish with lingering notes of cherry wood, citrus, and most prominently, a lasting memory of how unique bourbon can be. So it's financial news because if you have $18,000 to buy (laughs) one bottle of whiskey, well then, yeah, you just have more money than you know what to do with. I know. After you sent that to me, I looked it up on Cash Cartel and they're selling it for like $46,000. Yeah, I think- Nobody's buying it The one I saw was $41,999. That's it, $42,000. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. I bought it for $18,000 at auction. Let me flip it for over double that. Yeah. All right. So in legal news- From USA Today, lawsuit over fungus halts operations at Jack Daniels. 
Damn, wait. That sounds big. Sounds serious. You've no doubt heard about the angel share, the portion of whiskey that evaporates from the barrel as it ages, but you have you heard about the black fungus that it attracts? Well, we mentioned it very briefly once before, but it thrives on ethanol emissions, Mm. is found worldwide, and can produce a thick black crust-like coating that colonizes nearly every nearby surface, causing extensive aesthetic damage. It wrecks patio furniture, house siding, automobile paint jobs, and even trees. Luckily, however, there has yet to be any evidence that it affects human health. So wait, to be clear, it's not like The Last of Us? It's not going to no. be? No. It's not one of those fungus? No, it's not that kind of fungus. Okay. It's, it's, not, a, it's not hibernating underground? No. Okay. No, no. <laughs> so what's the fungus have to do with Jack Daniels? Well, property owners Christy and Patrick Long of Lincoln County, Tennessee, filed a lawsuit arguing that Jack Daniels hasn't followed the required processes to build 20 rickhouses on a site near their home, nor have they provided any mitigation efforts to prevent the spread of the fungus, which has resulted in thousands of in cleanup on their lands and others' lands. Six rickhouses have already gone up, but in late February, a judge ruled that Jack Daniels must stop work on the 7th. For their part, Jack Daniels' reps said that not only have they followed all required regulations, but that it's not currently technologically possible to prevent ethanol emissions without adversely affecting the quality of their whiskey significantly. So what's more important is basically the question. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... I mean, I feel the whiskey, but... (laughs) Yeah, true, but I feel like if their whiskey is causing this damage, they should at least pay for some of it. Yeah, Yeah, pay for a cleanup. Exactly, it's part of doing business. I can't believe they haven't made this go away already. They're doing a shitty job with that. We should never have heard of this problem. (laughs) I totally agree. (laughs) I mean, like, just throw a suitcase at them of cash and be like, all right, and by the way, free whiskey for life if you just shut the F up. I don't (laughs) like whiskey, and then just smother them with a pillow. (laughs) Like the Jack Daniels Mafia should have taken them out by now. Oh, look at Kevin and Karen's barn burn down. No, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the next story is from Ireland News. Irish whiskey brand settles dispute with iconic American diva. Conor McGregor? No. (laughs) (laughs) He's an Irish diva. Yeah. In August 2021, the famed five octaves range singer Mariah Carey released her own brand of Irish cream liqueur that she called Black Irish as a nod to both her black and Irish lineage. Problem is, when Carrie's company tried to distribute the spirit in the European Union and the UK, there was already an Irish whiskey of the same name, whose parent company claims had this trademark across the two regions. Like, don't you check into that? Yeah, don't you check that? (laughs) Doesn't Mariah Carey have Google where she's at? Does she have Wi-Fi? Exactly. Like, I mean, she's got like a hundred million Twitter followers. I think she would have picked up the fact that... (laughs) exist right after lengthy negotiations black irish whiskey producer darker still spirits agreed last month to sell its trademark to carrie's company and rename its whiskey born irish i'm sure they sold it Mm. at a very nice price exactly are you you paying attention jack daniels quote unquote (laughs) agreed to yeah Yeah. absolutely said one of the whiskey's creators we are delighted to have resolved this trademark issue with mariah's team so we can sell our respective brands in our desired territories (laughs) our name may have changed but it still contains the same innovative recipe Irish whiskey aged in bourbon and stout casks and made dark with infusions of chocolate malt roasted barley and vanilla and we're a lot more richer <laughs> terms of the <laughs> trademark sales agreement have not been released oh sure <laughs> right. she had to give him like 100 million dollars in a handy <laughs> <laughs> oh Siobhan will be right there <laughs> a handy while looking at a picture of Nick Cannon she's like a Thomas H handy or just an actual handy Cause yeah, cause that's that, it has to be, and there has to be a Thomas H. Handy in, in the immediate area. All right, so the last story that we have before we get to the new whiskeys this month, WineSearcher.com. Two American liquor giants square off in court. Ooh, mm. uh, contentious. 
the nation's <laughs> <laughs> the nation's second largest spirits producer and second largest liquor distributor are locked in a battle in U.S. federal court over a dispute Jeez. that might have wider implications for the three-tier system of liquor supply distribution and sales that was created in the aftermath of Prohibition, which Ed and I talked about extensively in our sourcing whiskumentary back in season four. Mm-hmm. A lawsuit filed in January by the vampires at Sazerac <laughs> claims that the Republican National Distribution Company, better known as the RNDC, which distributes spirits and wines in 21 states, owes Sazerac $38 million for products Sheet. shipped late last year. Additionally, Sazerac argues that the distributor's practice of demanding that retailers engage in tie-in sales in which they were required to buy a large amount of lower-tier products in order to get a case of highly allocated oh spirit God. is illegal. They're claiming that. And it's a practice that happens all the time. Oh, yeah. However, just last week, the RNDC fired back with a spicy countersuit of its own, yes. alleging that Sazerac forced $552 million worth of its products onto RNDNC just before canceling their distribution agreement on December 31st, and that it's actually Sazerac who should pay them. Additionally, they accused Sazerac of setting up its own marketing team and trying to deliver to retailers what Sazerac staff had already sold to the RNDC, something which most states do not allow. Of course, it's important to note that just because you say something is illegal doesn't mean it actually is. Courts will have to rule, and complicating matters is the fact that a judge will now have to become an expert on alcohol distribution law in 21 different states. We'll be hearing about this for a while. Yeah. This is a huge lawsuit. It's be ongoing. Wow. Sazerac and the second largest distributor. Mm. So essentially, they wanted them to buy a lower product, right? In order yeah. to get oh, one yeah. of their other and, products. And, and that's but, something that a lot of distributors do. You right. Know, you have to buy like five cases of right. Buffalo Trace to get one case of Blanton's. Yeah. yeah. Or their terrible vodka to get yeah, like, like Pappy. It's like the Bartons. Yeah. yeah. But the reason why it implications is because Sazerac is saying that that's now illegal. You shouldn't be able to do that. So if like a court rules that you can't do that then the whole distributorship is all blown up like I said I think we're going to hear a lot of this oh yeah, in the oh, yeah. it's just a lot of people watching this too yeah. trust me this is relevant all over alright so now we got the new whiskeys that are available this month and now that some of them get sent to us when we say them, it's more exciting now this morning. <laughs> That's right. We never know who's listening. So the featured one that we're drinking on, well, all four of us have been uh, sipping on as we did the news, uh, Powers Irish Rye. So yeah. not only is this the first rye whiskey for Powers, it's the first rye whiskey made from 100% Irish rye ever. Indeed, Powers says that even finding a supplier of Irish rye was difficult because commercial rye farming in Ireland has all but disappeared. Hmm. But they were able to find a source from the Cooney Furlong Farm in County Wexford. There's no age statement. It's 86.4 proof. Candy, ginger, orange peel, clove spice, peppermint, caramel apples, brown sugar, sweet cereal, red licorice. The MSRP is about 40. Ed, you bought this. You saw it in the store. Yeah, I got it for... Less than that? Just a bit under. All right. Like maybe like 38, 39. Good job. Uh, what do you guys think of it? I, I love it. It's yeah, smooth. I love it's it too. It's delicious. It's a great Irish it's whiskey. It's a nice sipper. And being a, a little bit above 80 helps it a lot, man. Being 87 compared to 80, that makes a lot of difference. It's very different than American rye. Mm. Yeah, because it still has an Irish whiskey yeah. flavor to it, but there's no malted barley. It doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. But it's definitely different than the regular powers. It's a different whiskey entirely. It's like a cross between, like, say, Bullet Rye and a regular Irish whiskey, like Tullamardew or so something. It's so sweet. The initial taste is so sweet, and then you get a little bit of spiciness on the end. That's the spice. Yeah. I, I feel like this is like a gateway into rye. Like, mm. if you don't like rye, you, but you like Irish whiskey and bourbons and stuff, try this. I mean, this might transition you into it. I haven't seen it everywhere. It 
it's their new bottle label, but it's instead of orange, it's bright green. It's a really yeah. fun looking bottle. Yeah. It's like um, it's like a Kelly Green it, too, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Right. It's like Power's superhero label. Yeah. Like, like Power's man. <laughs> Power's man. Yeah, we weren't really big fans of the new label of Powers, but I do like it in this color. Yeah. I don't like it in their red color right, so they put their regular Powers well, well, in. Is it red or orange? I thought it was like a dark orange. Mm, yeah, I guess it's like a dark but orange. I, Are they going for the green because of Irish? I think yes. they're going for green for rye, rye. Because a lot of ryes are also oh, in right. green. Yeah. Yeah, like okay, there you yeah. go. But also Irish, yeah. So it could be both. It could be both, but I think it's probably because it's rye. Yeah. All right, so now the rest of the whiskeys that you can get this month, and there, there's quite a bit. Ardbeg Bazarbecue. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds scary. Yeah. This is an Islay single malt scotch aged with an experimental cask toasting process utilizing hmm. double-charred oak casks. Pedro Jimenez. Sherry casks. Pedro Jimenez. <laughs> and the distiller's own barbecue casks that have been extra charred so on extra. an old-fashioned brazier. No age statement, but it's over three years. It's 100% malted barley, 101.8 proof, charcoal, soot, smoky wood, herbs and spices on the nose, barbecue ribs, ginger and anise on the palate, and massive hot finish <laughs> of grilled artichokes and black olives. The MSRP is $92. Wow. That'll I'm, be a no. Will, yeah, that's a no. Thank you, but no thank you. said no. I'm going to drink my powers over here and get two bottles of powers. Chicken cock, double oak, Kentucky whiskey. In 2014, when there was a nationwide barrel shortage, some distilleries opted to age some of their distillate in used barrels instead of waiting for new ones. This is one such whiskey. But then Chicken Cock took it a step further. They aged it eight years total, seven years in used barrels, but then 18 months in a new barrel. 92 proof. The mash bill is not disclosed, but it could possibly have been a bourbon if it was originally aged in New Oak. Dark chocolate covered berries, toasted coconut and caramel coffee on the nose, vanilla bean, waffle cone, berries, and warm baking spices on the palate, creamy finish of creme brulee, and cinnamon flan on the finish. The MSRP is $99. I mean, that sounds delicious. It does. That's a good cock. <laughs> sounds like a tasty cock. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It's a chicken cock, remember, though. Mm, mm, never mind. Right. right. All right. So the next one is Heaven Hills. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> is <laughs> Heaven Hills Heritage Collection 20-year corn whiskey. This is relevant because we're going to have a corn whiskey episode coming up. Yeah. This is another limited annual release. Only 110 barrels pulled from their third floor Rickhouse 1K. 20 years, of course. It's 115 proof. The mash bill is 80% corn, 12% malted barley, 8% rye, toasted corn and spice on the nose, aged oak and walnuts on the palate, wood spice and hints of corn sweetness. Walnuts on the palate. Yeah, walnuts on the palate. Not on the chin. No. <laughs> oak and walnuts. So wood and nuts. Wood and nuts on, on the, the palate. Wow. Right. Wood spice and hints of corn sweetness on the finish. The literal full package. The MSRP is, that's going to cost you $290, ladies, to have that experience. That's a lot of scratch. It is a lot of scratch. All right, so the next one we have Jack Daniels 10 and 12 year. So this is the batch two of their 10 year and batch mm. one of their 12 year, a new release for them. Tennessee whiskeys in the classic old number seven mash bill of 80% corn, 12% rye, 8% malted barley. The 10 year is 97 proof. The 12 year is 107 proof. 
The tasting notes for the 10-year are cherry, cranberry, plum, dry oak, dried fruit, leather, and light smoke. The 12-year is molasses, nutmeg, cinnamon, fig, raisins, cherry, and sugary oak. The MSRP for the 10-year is 70, and the 12-year is only 80. Mm. That's not bad. Not bad. That's not bad at all for them, because they they tend to be okay, because even their single barrel is like 56. They keep it in in the ballpark. And another Jack Daniels one, Jack and Coke in cans is now available. I mean, so I used to go to the casinos and they would sell these the first place i saw them mm-hmm. it would be it would be jack and cola yeah and they were good but i could never understand why they wouldn't just get with jack daniels and coke itself like it's a match made in heaven it took what 25 years since i first saw the cola one it's yeah crazy. absolutely the celebrity couple of mixed drinks have finally officially tied the knot Aww. and four packs of the new 12 ounce cans of the definitive wedding dive bar and summer picnic classic are now on shelves nationwide it's 14 proof or seven percent abv there's no age statement there's no of course there's no mash bill well, right so it's like a super beer you know what i mean it's yeah like, it's like you drink yeah. it like you would in the summer you go fish and you throw yep. it in the cooler five or six percent right yeah. this is seven it's so. gonna yeah. be refreshing but it's gonna give you a buzz sugary sweet and bubbly on the nose boozy corn syrup fizz on the palate and regrettable life choices on the finish <laughs> there you go <laughs> that rounded out perfectly right, exactly okay so the next one we have is laws whiskey house bottled and bond ed you like bottled and bonds i'm like a sucker for them four grain bourbon you also like four grain bourbons keep talking yes this is from laws the denver grain to glass distillery bat seven of their annual four grain bottled and bond release eight years aged 100 proof of course 60 percent corn 20 percent wheat 10 percent rye and 10 percent malted barley wow apple strudel orange blossom and rose on the nose uh cherry vanilla cola black tea and walnut leading to a lingering dry finish uh the msrp of this is 80 Hmm. i mean that's not bad for an eight years aged bottle and bond four grain it should be 65. Okay. For, I'm not going to fight you. It is one. eight years. No, it is eight years. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give him credit for that. But when I can get really good bottle and bonds for anywhere from 25 to 60. Yeah. You know, but I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got my, you it's really aggressive. You got my cheese with boy. <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> like, wait, who are you doing? I was doing the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, brother. All right. So the next one is method and madness, rye and malt. Wait, methadone. What? Methadone, rye. What? <laughs> Method and Madness Rye and Malt. So this is an Irish whiskey distilled at the Middleton Micro Distillery and aged in ex-bourbon barrels. This is a version of a double distilled whiskey that was exclusive to the European market, but now this triple distilled version has been made exclusively to the U.S. market. It's aged six years. It's 92 proof. It's 60% rye, 40% malted barley, sweet caramel and vanilla with notes of pepper, candied orange, oak, and a hint of lemon, an MSRP of $80. Nice. I never heard of these guys, but they're associated with Middleton. I mean, Middleton makes like, right anything stuff. made in Middleton for under a hundred. It's like I feel like you're sneaking out the back door, <laughs> right? Maybe we should look look maybe, what's up. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So the Rebel 100 Rye. In 2019, Rebel, formerly known as Rebel Yell, released a 100-proof bourbon, and now they've done the same for their rye, sourced from MGP, 51% rye, 45% corn, 4% malted barley. There's no age statement. The tasting notes I could not find. This is just released, but the MSRP is 20 bucks. Oh, Wow. Right. Yeah. Let's just get it and try it. How big's the bottle? The same as a regular bottle. Where? Holy, wow. I know, right? It's yeah. super cheap. Like, shh, don't tell anybody. We found the best $20 bottle ever. We haven't even tasted it. <laughs> All right. So the next one is Writer's Tears. Oh. We tasted one of those expressions. They have a cast-strength Irish whiskey. This is their 13th annual release of a cast-strength whiskey, a blend of single pot still and single malt. No age statement. It's malted and unmalted barley. It's 109.6 proof. 
creme caramel and wild honey on the nose, sweet floral notes, salted caramel dipped almonds, and roasted hazelnuts on the palate, and Ooh. toasted oak and ginger spice on the finish. It's 160 bucks. Wowzers. It's a lot for Irish. Oh, yeah. With, 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 with like, you know, toasted chocolate dipped salted almonds. Yeah. You're going to, the more alliteration and stuff you use, you're going to, that price is going to go up. <laughs> the price goes right, up. Right. The more if, alliteration. Watch, read the tasting notes again. And I'm going to translate what a $40 whiskey is. Go ahead. Okay. Sweet floral notes. There's no floral notes in $40 whiskey. Go ahead. <laughs> Salted caramel dipped almonds. Salt, nuts, <laughs> and, and some vanilla. And roasted hazelnuts. A little coffee and Nutella on the finish. Toasted oak and ginger spice. Um, tastes like wood. And <laughs> I'm more of a scary spice myself. Yes, but <laughs> I know. <laughs> wood and David Beckham's wife. Right. Oh, no, that's Posh Spice. Posh Spice. Okay. Um, I always get them mixed up. All right, so there have been a slew of single you malts. scary and posh? Not scary, no. Oh. Posh and ginger. Oh, okay. I, I, okay. I was like, whoa. No, scary. She was my favorite. Yeah. Scott liked me some scary spice. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. She was probably my favorite, too. Yeah. I just thought Posh was out of my league. Even back then, I'm like, I'll never go. Scary is, like, really hot. And then ginger, like, she's probably crazy, you know. <laughs> and then there was, like, sporty. And I'm not, I don't feel like doing that much, like, running around with her. Right? And what was her other? Baby Spice was the other one. Uh, baby, she's yeah, too she was cute. Baby she was too cute. Athletic. I gotta chase her. Fuck that shit. She's gonna want to go kayaking and hiking and shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, Baby Spice might just want to do some Netflix and chill. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna be either scary or baby or scary baby. It's yeah. three some scary baby. If you don't know who the Spice Girls are, <laughs> right. go back to 1993 and uh, look up any pop culture reference. <laughs> All right, so there's a slew of single malts out. So as we reported back in August of last year, the TTB has released its rules for what the American single malt category should be. And we remarked that there was likely going to be an explosion in that category. Well, that day is here. Of course, distilleries were making them before the rules, but things have been heating up fast and some are already very pricey. So here are five new ones that you can buy this month. Two from the Old Line Distillery in Baltimore on the heels of its Cast Strength Single Malt, which won our Madness Tournament just last month. Old Line is releasing two additional versions, their flagship 95, which replaces their previous 86-proof version, and Navy Strength 114. The age of both are four to six years. The proof, of course, is 95 and 114, because that's what they're called. And the MSRP is 45 and $55. Right, really reasonable. I Very just, reasonable. I just picked up another Cast Strength to uh, celebrate the win, Yeah, and that was around 64 Okay. But that was 124 proof. Yes. And that's bringing it. Yeah. I think they're pricing them in the right Yeah, I think they're very level, fair. Yeah. Very fair. Uh, the next one we have Yellowstone has put out a single malt. Uh, Luxco MGP is releasing its first single malt under the Yellowstone brand. Yeah. MSRP is $72. Do you think that's because of the popularity has driven yeah. up that price? Yeah, I think so. It's not even associated with the show, is it? I don't know, actually. That's it's a, not. But I, like, think, I think people is. do I associate. Think, yeah, well, yeah, because, yeah. you know. And reads. maybe they're like, well, if they're going to associate it. The last season, they were heavy on the Buffalo Trace and Weller. They okay. never had Yellowstone in the, in the show. show. Did no. they have Yellowstone in the show now? No. Oh. It's probably just coincidence. Yeah, I think it, it is. is. Yeah. And they're just riding. You they're know. just riding. It. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, I don't blame them. Hello. Two more. <laughs> just riding. Yeah. Just riding. Yeah. Two more. Uh, Wolves Single Malt. So this is a California craft distillery. Wolves Whiskey is releasing what they're calling Lot 1 of their new single malt fermented with California ale yeast. Eight years. It's 100 mm, proof. It's interesting. Yes. Licorice, pear, apple, dark chocolate, candied orange, vanilla, and lemon with some grassy and herbal notes. Mm. 
the MSRP three fifty. Oh wait, only three fifty? Yeah, let's, let's just get it. Let's, you want to cash in some stocks? The notes all sounded good, except when you got the grassy notes. The grassy it's notes. Okay, yeah. if it's a little, it, like like this has a little bit of grassiness. Sure, and not even noticing it. Okay, so the last one we have is Whistle Pig, the Beholden single malt. Of course, being Whistle Pig, it's got to be twenty one year old single barrel single malt from Canada, which whiskey advocate calls the country's best kept whiskey secret. Mm. This particular whiskey that they sourced it from. It's finished for four weeks in Whistle Pig's own X-Rye barrels. It's 92 proof, fruitcake, spice, almond, rich red fruits, and maple sugar candy. Guess what the price is? One dollar. <laughs> 21 years old? Oh, easy. This is going to be $650. Ooh, even more. MSRP is 800 even more than Boss Hog. The yes. Boss Hog was 750 this year. I saw it for 749 so all right, so it's $800. Bargain. Right. Well, I mean, maybe we'll get lucky in the lottery next year because we won a Boss Hog this year, so. We did. And by we, I mean Scott. <laughs> but it was a lounge thing, so yeah. we both got it. We still have some. Just over half a bottle. Half a bottle, awesome. All right, so the last thing that we do on the news is what's coming up in the next few weeks on 414, April 14th, we have episode 62, the first bourbon evolution episode featuring moonshine and white whiskeys that we just recorded before this, and you'll hear that next week. On 421, we have a quick taste of Hirsch Cognac finished bourbon mm. with me and Ed that we recorded mm, a few weeks ago. On 428, there's no podcast. On 55, May 5th, we have episode 63. Probably the second Bourbon Evolution episode featuring corn whiskeys and light whiskeys. On May 12th, we have a quick taste of the Calumet Farms 16-year. And on the 19th of May, we have the news coming right back here doing this stuff. Yes. All right, that's it. Ed, take us out. I find these episodes incredibly informative for me as we're doing them, and mm. um, I'm hoping you guys are enjoying them too. So for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in the news. We'll be back next month. I'm Ed. I'm Scott. I'm Siobhan. And I'm Sue. Later. Later.